Let's talk cycling today. It's actually, let's talk about some bike racing that's taking place all around the world. And yeah, I got a little personal story to share too from this past weekend. But if you're an American, then you have to be pretty excited about where American cycling is at at the professional level in several disciplines right now. And this past weekend has to rank as one of the most successful weekends in American cycling history. If you step back, I think years from now, people are going to step back and they're going to recall this weekend as one of the best America has ever had as a nation. And not just in one discipline. I mean, this is across several disciplines. And I wanted to talk about that today because it's pretty exciting to see. I know that, you know, the governing body, they catch a lot of flack. And a lot of that is deserved. But they also do a lot of things right and do a lot of things well. And they certainly have played a big role in the development and the process of what it is that we saw this past weekend. But I first want to talk about uh, the Vuelta, the Tour of Spain. I don't know how many of you have been keeping up with that, but yesterday was very exciting to watch. I've been watching it every day. I've got the NBC Gold package, and I thought, well, you know, why not give it a shot and pay attention to it? Quite a few Americans are in the race and thought maybe they'll do something exciting or interesting, make it worthwhile. And so I've been watching it every single day. And yesterday was really fantastic for America. Uh, Stage 15, if you get a chance, if you didn't see it and haven't watched it, uh, find it online someplace, and I would watch the final 10K at least. But uh, the story of the Vuelta thus far has been the success of the breakaways. The breakaways have been very exciting. You know how the Tour de France is so predictable in that, yes, there's going to be a breakaway, but the peloton is going to chase them down. They're not going to allow the breakaways to have the glory of the day. But the Vuelta has been the opposite of that. And so if you're getting in the breakaway, you have a very distinct shot of winning that day. In fact, up to this point, there's been more stages out of 15 won by someone from the breakaway than the peloton chasing them down. So the breaks have been exciting to watch. And the riders have been making the race happen. They've been making it exciting. And so yesterday was fantastic because uh, it was one of the, you know, we're ending the second week of the Vuelta. Uh, it's a big climbing stage. Uh, ends on a, on a big climb that's not that long of a climb, uh, but does certainly get steep. There's a lot of climbing beforehand. And so a big breakaway gets away, and Sepp Kuss, of Jumbo Visa, uh, Jumbo Visma is in the break, um, and is up the road, you know, with the intention of the leaders catch them. Then he's there to 
right alongside in support of his teammate Roglic, who is leading the, the tour right now. He's in the red jersey. He's been in the red jersey for, I don't know, four or five days. Looks as if he is going to go on and win this, but uh, Coos has been his right-hand man this entire tour so far. I mean, when you see them going up a climb towards the end of races, there's Sepp. He's right there. I mean, he's not skipping a beat, and you could just tell he's got it. He's going to be there. Uh, and I thought a week ago, if he keeps this up, he might have a shot of a stage win. And, you know, when you're racing for GC and the overall, it's not often you're going to get that opportunity if you're a teammate of the leader to go out and win one on your own. But today, this was the first day that, that Jumbo Visma sent someone into the break. Now, movie star and uh, Astana had been putting people in the brakes all along uh, up to this and, uh, uh, you know, so that they could support their riders once uh, the brake got caught or the leaders at least caught them. Um, but Jumbo hasn't done, hadn't done that until yesterday. And so Sepp Kuss gets in the brake. And as they're getting towards that final climb, boy, it just starts separating and separating. And Sepp finally makes his move. Uh, and I believe he rode the final six or seven K by himself and just paced himself. He had about a little over three minutes on, um, you know, the GC leaders, uh, you know, the entire time. Started off with about 30 seconds on his compatriots in the breakaway, and he extended that gap over time, and and, and all of the people in the breakaway besides himself got caught. But to watch him just ride away from everybody and and finish it off with the victory yesterday was really exciting to see. Uh, you just have to see the video because he soaked in every second of that engaging with the fans along the way, uh, you know, high-fiving people as he's riding to the line. And you could just see the joy on his face and the excitement of all the fans. Uh, and it was just something that I think was was good for American cycling, for him to pull off that achievement. And then of course his, you know, his teammate in the in the red jersey, you know, come across he comes across the line in, in third place with uh Pogachar, who if you if you don't know who Pogachar is uh with uh UAE, then you need to put that name on your list to keep an eye on because this kid's only twenty years old and uh, he might be the next big thing. He's the guy who won Tour of California earlier this year, and he's having a great vault as well. But Sepp uh, made the race exciting to watch yesterday and just encourage you to find the video, watch it, and just see the, the joy and the elation. You just imagine the amount of work he's put in to be in this spot, in this role, to help one of the best riders in the world right now you know, hopefully, you know, pull off this achievement where they win the overall. But for him to get that freedom to ride up the road and and then, you know, be let go to fly and, and take the W, I thought was really exciting to see. And uh, and so, you know, if you aren't watching the Vuelta, you're missing out on a lot of really good action. Uh, Lawson Craddock, he's been in multiple breaks uh, throughout and has tried. I mean, he is tried his very best to be there at the end. He's just fallen a little bit short. 
um, you know, and so Ben King is there, and there's there's a few other Americans, but it you know they're making the race exciting to watch. Whether they're American or not American, uh, the Vuelta is definitely worth watching this year. So uh, give that give that a look, and definitely check out Stage 15 because wow, it was um, it was fun to see, and 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 I'll tie in. You know why, for me at least personally, watching uh, Sepp Kuss take that victory was um, more interesting, I should say, I guess, for my own self. And, you know, while that was happening, you know, there was a, a UCI Mountain Bike World Cup up in Snowshoe, West Virginia, going on this weekend. And yesterday was the cross-country race. And, of course, I'm sure you've heard by now, hopefully you've heard by now, that Kate Courtney... Kate Courtney won the overall of the World Cup Series uh, and was the first American to do that in quite a few years. I don't think it was quite 20. It was like 17 years ago that um, you know an American had pulled that off, but she did it. She didn't win the race. I think she got fifth, uh, and this is one week after the World Champs up in Canada, um, where I'm. You know, she didn't. She didn't win that race either. But obviously, she's. Uh, uh, reigning world champion prior to that but uh, she had a great race nonetheless and has given a lot of people a lot of hope and a lot of uh, joy to watch her race because of her success and you know to pull off that achievement of the overall uh, is is quite an accomplishment because it shows and demonstrates her uh, ability, her consistency, and her commitment to to being the best, being the best in the world. And you know, so she wins the overall there. Sepp Kuss wins uh, stage fifteen at the Vuelta on the same day that happens. And what's interesting is six years ago, those two riders were about one mile from where I'm at right now. They were both at the 2013 Collegiate Mountain Bike National Championship. And Kate Courtney was racing for Stanford. Sepp Kuss was racing for uh, University of Colorado at Boulder. And both of those riders just had a fantastic Collegiate National weekend. Both became national champs. Watching them race uh, in 2013, you knew that they both had something special within them that they could do in this sport. So when you're looking at Sepp Kuss and you think, wow, what a fantastic road racer, just know that you know he, he's very gifted in several different disciplines. And, you know, I don't know if he originated in mountain bike or not, but he was a fantastic mountain biker in collegiate. Uh, you know, won, I believe, I don't know if he won the XC and the short track. Uh, he was going head-to-head with one of our riders, actually. Kerry Warner was doing battle with Sepp and one of Sepp's teammates. It was, you know, so he was having to fend off two UC Boulder guys and did his best. Kerry ended up winning the individual Omnium, but, uh, you know, Sepp did win a national championship. Kate Courtney won both the short track and the cross-country for Stanford. And it's just ironic, isn't it, six years ago that both Sepp and Kate won 
a collegiate national championship here on Beach Mountain in 2013. Six years ago, and, and, and now look where they're at. And so, you know, as a longtime coach within this particular area of the sport and collegiate, um, you know, a lot of these people that you're seeing having success at the, nas- at the international level and national level, uh, many of them, most of them, you know, gained their experience and uh, utilized the collegiate pipeline to help them to get where they're going. And so for me, it's been, and many others, it's been fun to watch these young riders develop and grow, use collegiate as a platform to get to the next level, to, to get stronger, to get more experience and help prepare them uh, beyond collegiate. And Kate Courtney and Sepp Kuss are just a couple of good examples. Um, you know, I've, I've watched Sepp race many times on the road and on a mountain bike, and uh, he's fantastic. That 2013 race with Courtney, uh, that was the only time I got to see her compete because she didn't, uh, if, I, if I recall correctly, she didn't race collegiate nationals um, again after that. Uh, things really ramped up for her on the professional side, but exciting weekend for those two riders and for Americans. Uh, and just knowing that, you know, not that long ago, uh, they're racing collegiate and, and doing well there too. But you know what? That's not the only success that Americans had this past weekend. Uh, if you've been keeping up with the USA track team, then you know the Pan Ams were uh, the past weekend, the past few days. And, I mean, you can't even hardly keep up with the amount of success that our track team is having around the world right now. Uh, but they had a lot of success, won a lot of medals at Pan Ams. Uh, and a few things jumping out from that is that Ashton Lambie shaved another second off of his own world record. American Ashton Lambie. If you haven't heard that name, I bet you've seen his picture because he has a fantastic mustache. And, uh, you know, it's one of those stories where he almost came out of nowhere got on the track and has just proved to be a fantastic pursuiter. And so he does the individual pursuit, 4K ride, and he has he set the world record. Now he's broken it. He's broken his own record twice, shaved a full second off of it this weekend. And he's now at four minutes and six seconds and some change. And it's just, I mean, he's a world record holder. It's an American with the world record in the individual pursuit, and that's a big deal. A lot of people may not understand how big of a deal that is, but that's a big deal. And so, uh, huge success there. You had uh, Eric Young, is the first American to go under a minute in the kilo. That is extraordinarily difficult to get under a minute on the kilo. Uh, and if you've ever watch much track racing, been on the track, been up close, uh, you you know what that means. Uh, and so that's a couple of big things for the guy side uh, on the track team. Now, they had a few other riders, uh, you know, Daniel Holloway and a couple of others to earn some medals uh, in the Madison and some other events. Uh, but the women, the women also kicked butt. Uh, you know, you had Emma White, you had... Um, Oh, who else? Jennifer Valente, Kendall Ryan, and uh, 
I think Christina Birch, I believe, they medaled in a team pursuit. And then they also, uh, Jennifer Valente was, you know, racing the various uh, Omnium events. Did fantastically well. She won uh, several gold medals. And, and so everything's coming together. I mean, Chloe Dygert wasn't even there, I don't think. Uh, and so, tremendous amount of success. A lot of medals were earned. And the track program has come a long, long way. Long way. And it's exciting to see. I love seeing it. I've said this many times before uh, to lots of people. In our little world of collegiate, the national championship I enjoy going to watch the most is no question, no question, it's track. Track nationals is the most exciting, most fun event to go see. And that's saying a lot because mountain bike nationals uh, can be very exciting because you get to see the action up close. Uh, road nationals is okay, but you don't get to see a whole lot of the racing. But track, oh man, uh, it is just from 7 in the morning till like 9 p.m. at night. It is just constant, constant action. And you're right there. You get to see it all. There is no faking it on the track. And you just get to see incredible performances, uh, you know, from very uh, able, skilled riders. So, Americans, Americans, just, they're on a roll. They're on a roll. And it's exciting to see. And I'm happy to see it. And I hope more people are paying closer attention to not just mountain biker, not just road, but all things cycling. You know, right now, yeah, we have a, a big gap to close in cyclocross. Um, you know, the Europeans are just on another level. We have a lot of good riders, but they know they have a big gap to close uh, in that discipline. But the unique thing about, you know, road and mountain bike and track is those those are in the Olympics, and all of this is gearing and building towards Olympics, the 2020 Olympics. And I got to tell you, from my perspective, you know, I've never thought about you know, devoting much attention to the Olympics in the summertime from a cycling perspective, but if you're an American, you should be very excited about the prospects of Americans earning medals in cycling next year because we've got the riders they are already obtaining the success you want to see in advance of you know what is arguably the the biggest event uh, of any athlete every four years so americans are on a roll and it's good to see it's good for the sport and um you know i i think if if the governing body and and even us as fans if if we you know discuss it and promote it and share it and prop it up in the right manner it can only grow from here and i think sometimes we get our expectations of what the sport should be and uh what it ought to look like and all of that i think we we distort it a little too much instead of just taking it for what it is but it's clear that our riders have closed the gap. Not only closed the gap, but now they're beginning to set the standards for everyone else in the world to live up to. 
And you gotta, you got, that's gotta put a smile on your face. That's got to put a smile on your face. So, you know, to see Sepp Coos and Kate Courtney and Ashton Lambie and uh, Chloe Digard and uh, Jennifer Valente and all these riders just do the things that they're doing, it's very exciting to see. So this weekend was big. It was an affirmation of all their work, an affirmation of their devotion, their commitment, because you just don't show up and these things start happening. There's a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice that takes place to get to this point where something special happens. And that, a lot of that happened this weekend. I mean, I can't imagine anybody working at USA Cycling, uh, boy, they should be getting out of bed today and getting to work early. And just everybody, they should, they should do a celebration, a toast this morning and just acknowledge what took place this past weekend because it wasn't ordinary. And so as fans, I think it's also important that we acknowledge that, that we prop it up, we salute them, and we say, hey, good job. All right. You know, I know a lot of you are thinking, well, it's about time. But hey, you gotta, you gotta have not just the riders, but you got to have the organization, you got to have the systems, you got to have the processes, you got to have a lot of things in place in order for these riders to achieve these results. And now they need to carry that through to 2020 in the Olympics. And not only that, but after that. And a new wave of riders, a new generation of riders are going to come in behind the people that we were celebrating and cheering on this past weekend. So uh, there's a lot to look forward to, I think. And for me, as a coach in this industry, it's very cool to see. And I'll certainly be using uh, these riders as examples for our own riders at our team. Uh, to to aspire to be and to look up to and to emulate and and just see that hey here's here's where they came from you know they were in your shoes six years ago and now look where they're at and so uh, it's possible and you got to dream you got to work you got to sacrifice you do all those things you never know maybe one day you're climbing a mountain slapping the hands of fans and you're on television and everyone in the world is saying your name because you did something special. All right, so today's all about cycling, uh, you know, and man, just as a fan, uh, I enjoyed it. And uh, and so, yeah, I'm not even going to tell a story about, you know, what I got into this weekend. I just, you know, went out and did somewhat of an epic ride, a lot of fun um, with someone and Maybe I'll share that in another podcast because it, you know, it it's not even worth mentioning in comparison to the success that Americans had all across the world this past weekend. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, if you weren't aware of these things, whoo, man, start paying attention. Uh, you know, follow uh, teams and individuals and the governing body on Twitter and Instagram and all these different platforms because there's no reason for you to not be in the know. And the more you're in the know, uh, you're you're going to then also follow these riders' development over over years. And I'm not even going to talk about what you know the 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 juniors uh, are doing right now on uh, the men roadside. We also had some success there. All right, so you know there's a lot of good riders out there 
in the pipeline on their way and they're coming. And so if you can be paying attention, uh, they'll give you more reason to, to follow them when they get to the top. At least it does for me. So, uh, yeah, dig in, do your homework, find the videos of Sepp Kuz uh, and the, the action from Snowshoe and just tie it all together because, boy, we're heading into the Olympics next year. And as a fan, you should be excited. And as Americans, we should be excited. And so, um, you know, I think there's probably, you know, a lot of talking points and a lot of lessons to learn from it. But uh, for me, it's it's just about the, the sacrifice that these riders have made through their development and the commitment and the devotion, uh, not just by them, but by lots of other people to help get them there. And, and, uh, and so all this work is paying off. So anyway, hope you enjoyed that. And uh, I encourage you to, you know, follow the action of what's going on and, and just know that I, I think we're, we're in for a lot more success in the next year or so. All right, so there's that. Appreciate you listening. All right, until next time, adios.